to the Life Coach BFF podcast with Susan and Heather. This is episode 10, the second part of our interview with Carrie Ray Gailey, our BFF who has an amazing story to tell. I know you're going to love it, so get the Kleenex and buckle up. Here we go. Now tell us about um, what you're talking about with your son, like what you've, what you've been through and how, how that started and how things are now. Okay. What I really want to make sure that I guess your listeners are, um, if they're dealing with anything like this, um, the most important advice I, I can give to someone at the place where we were at when you can want your child to get into recovery all day long. That is your, obviously your goal and you want them to live. You want them to, um, just have peace and but the main thing is that they've got to be willing to go they've got to want the help and that's the thing that I've a hundred thousand percent believe that because of Fletcher's recovery he was he was wanting to change his life he was wanting for um his life to have a different story and a lot of people go because they're going because their family wants them to go they can be in their mid thirties or they can be, you know, and honestly at his age being in recovery and, uh, or going to treatment at 19 is a blessing because there's a lot of people that have their kids are, you know, in their mid twenties, they're in their thirties. Some of the, the men in treatment where we went, um, were in their forties and they were, you know, but they, and it was probably several times they had been there. Um, I honestly don't know if he's ever going to relapse again. All I know is I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for his sobriety. I mean, meaning his, yes, sobriety with his, um, with the drug addiction. Um, and did I ever think, I don't even drink. That's the other part. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've never smoked pot in my life. I've never done any of this. So it was really hard for me to wrap my head around, um, addiction. But the thing about addiction is it is, sex addiction it is drugs alcohol there's so many different types of addictions out there and that person has to make a a choice every slapping day not to do it and that's really hard when you think about um this world we live in that is so alcohol so drug friendly um and it's tough because they're surrounded by it all the time and that's why i know that our faith in our unity as a family is really grown because I didn't know this with addiction that it took his, it took his brain a year to go back to being healthy. So like, for example, if somebody has been drinking alcohol since they were 16 and they never stopped, well, their maturity level is still at that age. So they could be 40 years old, but still have the maturity level of a 16 year old, which is very kind of mind boggling. But, um, his brain is matured now and that, you know, it just, it really does make me very emotional because the person he is now and the person that he was is night and day. And, you know, I, I just encourage anybody out there that is going through a child, an adult child that are, you know, they're still your kid and they're in, re- and they're in, they're in a bad place. You know, 
for that person to know it's, it's not your fault as a parent. You know, you, there's so much guilt and shame that we carry. And I think it's taken me a long time and a lot of therapy to know that Fletcher's choices are Fletcher's choices. But I did not want to encourage him and enable him. And when I, all I thought was that the more I, I go fix his problems and I go help him, I get him out of trouble. This is a very real statement, but I was putting one more foot into a grave. And if I can stop enabling him and help him see that he's got to have boundaries and you can't do that and it's not okay, um, then that's going to help him in the long run. And that's really hard to even say that as a parent. Go ahead. Carrie, I just want to say that it's what you said about not enabling um, him in his addiction is so important. And thank you for saying that. I was, I was wondering um, because you, you said that the person has to go um, because they want to go. But I Mm -hmm. was wondering what, like what role you played, if any, if you can see any other than prayer, because we know you were praying, but was there anything you could do that helped him see that he needed to go? Because I think for, um, I think that's so frustrating. We've been there with family, friends, and no matter what we say, we can't get them to, you know, we Mm -hmm. can't get them to treatment. And I'm wondering, looking back on this, what did you do, you think, that really that pushed him to seek treatment for himself? He was going to be like, homeless. Like, he was going to be homeless. Wow. He, was not gonna, he was not allowed to come back to the house. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, parents and people that know me probably thought that was the worst thing I could ever do. But we're in a place where... You bring them back into the home and mm-hmm. they are, have food, they have shelter, they have all those things. They are going to work and manipulate the situation like nobody's business. And that's one thing. An addict is an amazing manipulator. They have that down mm-hmm. to an art form and they can push your buttons and they can figure out ways to get what they need. And when you take all that away and then you, and they have to go through detox I mean, we did some very harsh things, but we gave him gift cards. We dropped him off one time at a in-town suites, which was basically a place where um, the homeless people went and prostitutes. It was absolutely horrific. It was probably one of the worst things as a mother, but he had to, he had gift cards to restaurants. We never gave him cash and he stayed there for a week and we said, you have a choice. You can either stay here and after this is up. You're going to be homeless or you can go through what we, we, we have a plan for you. That was the second Mm -hmm. time. And then he came back to our house. We had rules and regulations and then he tried again. And then he realized I can't, I need help. And that was when we, um, he was willing and ready. And, you know, I, I look back on that. And when I tell you that, um, there were armies, I felt them armies of angels lifting me up as a mother who has mm-hmm. one child biologically that would give me strength and grace to just breathe and to go through what I was going through was powerful. And there were prayer warriors all over the place that were praying for his safety and protection. 
And now on the other side of it, I see his hand. I see how God's hand, I knew his hand was in it then, but just seeing how he can use me now, because I know there's moms out there and parents that are at a place where they feel terrible for doing those things, but you are helping your child in the long run by putting down hard boundaries because they're not going to make it if you don't do that. And they're not going to yeah. succeed because they don't have those strict boundaries because they're not in a good place, you know? Yeah. Tough love is called tough love for a reason. And I think it's probably tougher on the parents than it is on the children. And I, it takes so much strength to do that. It does. And you need, you do need a lot of encouragement when you're doing something that feels so harsh, but you know, it's the right thing to do. Right. Carrie, I had no idea that you were going through all that. I mean, I'm I'm just sitting here crying listening to this because, <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I had, I am so sorry that I know that God is going to use this, but I am so sorry that you personally had to experience all that. And as a family, because I just... I know that was hard. And there's we have so many listeners right now who are going through the same thing. It's that, still raw. That you it's, went through. Yeah, we you, do. Because I had a conversation, Carrie, with a mom last week. Mm. And I told her about this interview. And she said, I cannot wait to hear it. Mm. Well, you know what? And this is another thing. Um, my verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But my prayer for Fletcher was Jeremiah 29, 11. And what I would do is I would put his name in. Um, I have plans for you, Fletcher, plans to prosper, plans to give you hope. And, and it's, it's so neat because now, like, he has boundaries. We randomly drug test him. He's, he's in agreement of all that. He, um, and 45% of the kids that go through treatment succeed and pass. And he did. He went through a seven month treatment. Um, you know, there were, there's always obstacles you go through. Um, especially if you're in the, if you're in a, a strong foundation, the devil wants to still kill and destroy you. And I can tell you that he is constantly at me because he knows that I'm out to try to help anybody to further the kingdom. And I know that my ministry and all the different things I do are hopefully showing a parent that you can't do this by yourself. You can't. You will be exhausted. You will be tired. You won't have the um, mindset because you're wrecked. You are brain drained. And when you have the Lord, certain miraculous things happen for us constantly. And I knew that I just, I knew that God had him and that he's his, he's his father, not, not my, my husband, not my, my second husband who is like a father to him. That he had him, and the minute I let go of that and knew that that was as hard as it is to say as a parent to let go and let know that he's got the control and that whatever steps are going to happen are going to be okay and I'm going to be okay as a mom, then I, I, there was so much freedom in that of knowing that the enabling had to stop, that the embarrassment had to stop. It's okay. This world is not perfect, and I know that. And I knew that, period. Wow. I just want to yeah, encourage. I'm, just, I'm amazed. Carrie, I'm amazed at what you have 
done. I really am. I'm amazed at where you've been, where you are now. And God, there, there's a story. Susan and I talked about this story years ago, and I really, I believe this. I remind my children of it all the time. People will say, I'm stuck in this situation. I'm stuck in this town. I'm stuck in this job. And I heard this story on the radio one day, and this this man was in traffic. He was on the interstate traveling and trying to get home to his wife. He calls her and he says, I'm stuck in traffic. He was so aggravated. And about 30 minutes later, he called her back and he said, you're not going to believe this. The lady in the car in front of me went into labor and I just helped deliver a baby. And she said, honey, you were not stuck. You were positioned. And mm-hmm. that's what I have mm-hmm. to remind myself and and my children sometimes that, and I believe that about you, you were not stuck in a bad situation and Fletcher was not stuck in a bad situation. I truly believe that God positioned you for so that you can help other people because there are so many people that are in this situation that think that they are stuck. Well, and I think other two, that's exactly right. He positioned us on every end of it. Every end of it. And it was interesting is when we look back on things, he said, I can't believe y'all. We, he, we worked so hard to buy in this truck when he got his driver's license. And here's the kicker is he said, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't old enough to appreciate that. I, y'all probably should have just gotten, we got in this old truck that he drives now that works. It's an A to B truck. It's awful. It's a 20, it's, it's, it's so old. But he said, this is the truck I should have gotten when I got my license because I didn't appreciate what y'all gave me. I ragged it. I did stuff in that I shouldn't have done. But he said, you know, I'm thankful for everything I get. And even when he talks to me about whatever it is, if I go buy him a like some deer sausage, mom, thank you so much for that. That gratitude is what he takes every day in his life because he knows his life is a gift. He see he's seen so many guys in reco- that that were in treatment with him. One almost one OD'd in front of his face. I mean, he's seen some hard things, but because he's diabetic, he could not go into the military. So this was his military for him. This was something for him to see and learn how to cope with life. And in a lot of ways, to me, it was better because this is the real world we live in. And if there's things that he can have ammunition and armor of God to help him through all life's battles, then this was the plan that God had for us, you know, and we, and thankfully he's doing great. And so, um, you're not alone. No one's alone. And I don't ever want anybody to feel like they're God's God's right there by you. And he just wants you to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Carrie, if I, I want to take this time for you, I know you were willing to give out your email and, And I really appreciate that. And there are a lot of people that will appreciate that because you do, like we mentioned earlier, do speaking engagements. Do you Mm -hmm. want to go ahead and get all your contact information? Sure. So on my Facebook, it's Carrie, K-E-R-I, Ray, R-A-Y, Gailey, G-A-L-E-Y. I do a lot of stuff on that as far as postings with major. um, Then on my Instagram is Carrie Gailey, K-E-R-I-G-A-L-E-Y. And then my email is Carrie, K-E-R-I-R-A-Y, Gailey at gmail.com. 
And I don't really speak. This is the first time I really talked about, I mean, on a public ram about the addiction part of it. Um, Oh, wow. You have been so brave to do this. You have been (laughs) really, really brave. Well, it's a topic that I feel like that people, they're dealing with it some in some fashion. Um, somebody in their family is affected by it or they've lost somebody to it. And if I can help them think a different way of it's okay and, you know, I, I just want to help someone, period. Well, I think I, it helps other people to see that they're not alone because every family has has addiction problems every i mean no family is immune to this every family in some form or fashion has had an issue with addiction wouldn't you agree susan i would and and even if it's not addiction there's other struggles um that everybody goes through and thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable i feel like the more we share with each other and the more authentic we are with each other, um, the more we encourage each other um, in our walk um, with the Lord, in our interactions with each other. I just, I'm, I really do appreciate you being so authentic with us, Carrie. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, yes. That's, thank you. I'm glad I could talk to y'all. And you know, we went through a gamut of different conversations. But they're like, Lord, this poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, but well, I have we so got much the joy. job done. <laughs> hey, I don't play yeah. around. So I'm. We're only here for a short period, and I just want to make an impact. So hopefully, I'm doing that. You are. Well, thank you, you for joining are. us, Carrie. Yes, you Yay, are. Yay! It was awesome. I, thank y'all for asking me. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for being here today. Yeah, we love, love you, Carrie. You. Love y'all. Y'all have a great day. You too. Love you too. Love you, BFF. Love you. You too. Love you too.